Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, an all-world panel with Rugby World Cup picks. Welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And ladies and gentlemen, it might look like I'm alone here, but I'm not. I got none other than the original Captain America, Dan Lyle on the horn from Connecticut, and Mr. George Hook, the greatest rugby pundit to ever walk the earth, calling in from Dublin. And we are going to rattle off picks for this Rugby World Cup round, including picks from Mr. Brian Ray and Mr. Steve Lewis, who is quiet in the corner with his Scottish hat on, but they are actually in Japan. Gentlemen, welcome. Dan, you're the celebrity here, uh, so we'll add you to our, our normal panel picking these matches. All right, so, George, Argentina versus Tonga. The tra- Argentina are a tragedy in this World Cup. I really thought they were going to have a good World Cup. They were robbed by France. They will beat Tonga. But the problem for them is that they're probably not going to get a second spot and they are going to be the best losers in this tournament. But they will beat Tonga. I agree. Daniel. Yeah, the, the the winner of France-Argentina uh, was always going to be third place based upon how England is playing um, unless something, you know, really cocks up. So yeah, this, is a, this is an Argentina win to go for a bonus uh, and try to just, you know, run up some bonus points and hope that maybe France does not um, and tries to, you know, leapfrog them again, um, you know, with those those bonus points and hope, hope if they lose and or if they lose to England uh, that they get a bonus point and France doesn't. All right. Uh, our friends Steve Lewis and Brian Ray are also in agreement with us that Argentina will beat the Tongans. Then you've got Ireland versus the home team, Japan. George, I'm going to start with you because you said that Japan may knock off Ireland. You sticking to that? Well, I said that on the basis that um, I didn't know the result of the Ireland-Scotland game. What you're now going to see, in my view, I, I can't speak for the, the Japan uh, management, but if I was the manager, uh, I'd be conceding the game uh, to Ireland and putting all my eggs in the Scottish basket, who are awful and, and have already lost their best forward and probably their best scrum half. So by the time Scotland come around to play Japan, Japan could be in the driver's seat. And and I, I, there's common sense here, I think, that you don't try and win every single game. You actually only have to win the games that get you through to the quarterfinal. And Japan are going to go for uh, uh, Scotland, I believe. Ireland will win. But again of what we're looking at from Ireland's point of view with a with an injured Sexton, with a concussed Bundiaki and Peter Romani, we can't afford injury. And I think the Japan match for Ireland is all about avoiding injury while still winning. He just made this match much more intriguing, didn't he, Dan? Dan, what is your take on this one? Yeah, I, I would agree. This is just about Ireland winning the game. 
I think Japan have learned their lessons of 2015 of three victories and not getting bonus points and, you know, knowing the challenges that they have. So I, I don't think they're not going to, by any stretch of the imagination, concede this game, you know, like some teams do in World Cups by selecting a, a whole second side and and not putting time on this because this is this is in their home country and there's a level of respect for themselves and their fans. But it, it'll be it'll be Ireland's game and and Japan will move move forward for games three and particularly games four. Yeah, I don't think that the Japanese are going to do this in their home, in their in their country, and they're not, they're not going to do what Scotland did against New Zealand in 2007 at Murray Field because I was at that match and Scotland benched everybody and it was ridiculous. But I also think Jap- that Japan is the most overrated team in the tournament. That's not going to endear me to anybody over in Japan, and I'm not going to be getting any J- Japanese airline tickets anytime soon. But I don't think they're that good, and I think Ireland is – Following their process, and they're gonna they're gonna double they're they're gonna beat them by at least fifteen points. That's just my take. And Steve and Brian both agree that Ireland will beat Japan. South Africa, Namibia. Do we even need, do do we need to discuss this one? No. <laughs> Dan, you, you do you have to make this one exciting? No, no, not at all. Georgia versus Uruguay. Dan, this is your baby. Yeah, this is. Uh, it feels like a Georgia. Uh, team that uh, you know has been looking at this match. Um, you know, I, I can't really uh, tell a lot. You know, the 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 Uruguayans are getting better. Um, they're putting more money into it. They're playing more games. Their win percentage. Uh, they've got uh, eleven MLR players, Major League Rugby players now. So, if I'm not mistaken, you did point out that Uruguay has more players in the in the MLR, Major League Rugby, than. There are on Team USA in ML in the MLR. They have more players than the, on their thirty-one than USA has on their thirty-one. Eleven to ten. Right. Right. And uh, so yeah, so it's um, you know, but that's to show we have uh, we have six Premiership players, yep. five or six uh, you know Championship players, a couple of uh, top fourteen and Pro fourteen guys. So obviously that that's the golf. And uh, for those players, but yeah, um, this is this is going to be a tight, close game. I think the result of uh, of it w- will be undetermined for a long period of uh, for this game. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm picking Georgia. I'm picking Georgia. I think it's going to be a, a game of of one up front. So uh, and the other guys are picking Georgia as well. This is an intriguing matchup: Wales versus Australia. I, I think this is the match of the round. Uh, the two coaches I dislike most in the world are Warren Gatland and Joe Schmidt. Um, <laughs> so for me to be hoping that Wales are going to win uh, actually sort of goes against all my natural bias. I, I just, I mean, I was so disappointed with Australia. Dan quite rightly pointed out uh, first match nerves and all the, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the loss of it. Israel Falau, I think, is huge to Australia. And I, I hope and I'm pretty sure the Wales will win this in a pretty tight encounter. You know, there, there's, a, there's a kind of a, 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 a two-way traffic here for Wales in that they didn't score many tries in the Six Nations. They haven't been a team that can score many tries. Their first round, they scored a ton of tries. And they got weapons across the board, and they want to. Uh, they certainly play good defense because they have to, because they hadn't scored many, many tries in the past. Um, 
you know, Australia are Jekyll and Hyde. They 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 play one weekend versus uh, New Zealand and the buildups and take it to the cleaners with them, and then they play the other one and they get nilled and score thirty plus points against them. So Australia are you know, uh, but they're gamers. They they get up for this tournament uh, more than any other turn the team. Get more finals, more semifinals. They're able to do things uh, better than others. They've got a they've got a you know. Michael Cheka is, is is I don't know if he's a chip off the block of Eddie Jones or just a different type of Eddie Jones or Rock. you know he's so emotional he's so emotional you know versus like the Warren Gatlins of the world. Um, so you know I I, uh, I want to pick Wales because I I you know I, I like the, the the capacity that they have and you know as a Six Nations champion, but it feels like Australia just do things. They're just gamers in this tournament. I, I'm I'm just going to pick uh, Australia and. See where it runs. That's an interesting pick. Our two compadres that aren't here are picking whales, but George, I got to say that Joe Schmidt and Warren Gatlin are two of my favorite coaches in the tournament. So there's that. And I'm going to pick, uh, I, and despite the play of, of Cooper and Pocock at six and seven, I'm going to go with whales. I think they're going to, they're going to rise to the occasion here and they're going to win. And then finally, another interesting match specifically because George, you think the team stinks Scotland versus Samoa. I can't work Samoa out. Um, like I, the first half against Russia, apart from two yellow cards, they were actually terrible. Uh, not just the indiscipline of the two cards, but the whole way they played the game uh, had nothing to do with Samoan rugby and its great traditions. And then Russia collapsed in the second half and Samoa went off and scored a few tries. But they're not great. They are not great at all, but they are playing what I think is easily the worst tier one country in it. it, it, it if this were any other form of sport like the NFL or like the English soccer premiership, Tanzend would be on the plane home. He has somehow managed to deliver a team with their discipline, without commitment, without attitude, with almost without almost any of the kind of things that you expect a rugby team to have. And therefore, I think Samoa are in with a real chance. And if they are, and they do, then it means Japan are really on the way to a quarterfinal, and I'd also like to see that. So I want to see see Samoa beat Scotland. I'm picking Scotland because I think this is about control, you know, and I think with Russell and Hogg, they are better than Samoa at controlling a game. That said, you know, George has got a lot of great points. You, you pick out two first halves of, of Samoa and Scotland in their first games, and, you know, you, it wouldn't be a great advert. For the game of rugby, but uh, Leua uh, fourteen for for Samoa is electric, and he can he can frighten yeah. the heck out of people. But I think I think Maitland's do a game for Scotland as well. I think he's he's a quality player. Seymour, and I think their back three can deal with the Samoan threats. I think that they have the capacity. You know, they're, they're just they're just going to be up for this game. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay with Scotland on this one. I think they're going to regroup. And and come back hard. I know that Smoa can beat anybody on any given day, but uh, I I really think that this is going to be Scotland's game by 15 points. And 
I know that Steve Lewis agrees with me on Scotland, and so, so does Brian Ray. Dan, any controversies in this tournament? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's several, you know, um, but they all stem around refereeing decisions. It's a constantly evolving uh, dialect that we all have to decipher. So there's going to be these type of things. I think we're going to have each round or each week, you know, uh, another layer to that. To that, and I think it really goes back to what how they're going to challenge themselves uh, as the sport with world rugby as the leader of that sport. Yeah. Um, look at, at, at how they want to entertain and how they want to build a brand and a product that relates to the ball and play and, and how they want to, uh, you know, direct the referees and protect the players. And that'll always be because the fragility of sport, uh, the, the controversy. Well, Americans, um, whether rugby aficionados or not, know well how much money the NFL had to pay out based on traumatic brain injury. And until World Rugby and its leader, Billy Beaumont, actually show some moral courage and tackle the inherent elephant in the room that is in rugby, traumatic brain injury, I really find it very difficult to watch it with the enthusiasm I've had for the last 70 years. Well, you certainly don't sound like you've lost enthusiasm, number one. Number two, I get, I get the thing about the concussions, but as a guy that had a lot of concussions, Dan, and I'm sure you had your share, we did play the game and we do choose to play the game, and these aren't kids that are playing this game, and I know that I'm going to get uh, some grief about this, but these guys are raising their hand to play. This is a big tournament. I know if I was in their shoes, I, 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 I don't care if I was seeing zebras, you'd have to, you'd have to – Tie me down and keep me out to not play for the opportunity to play, but that's a different story. Yeah, and, Matt, Matt, the evolution, the evolution is is you can see the evolution of, of how they're dealing with it, and hmm. the the bringing on finally of the independent doctors, you know, outside of the teams, taking it out of the teams' medical hands. Um, whether they're able to spot the concussions, whether they're able to identify the right hits, as George saying, I think those are that's the evolution that George is talking about. That that is is not top drawer yet. And I, I think that, that that needs to be constantly asked um, on, a, on, a, on a yearly basis of, of what that looks like compared to the last year and comparatively to where we want to go. So I, I, I don't know if enthusiasm or is it enthusiasm? You know, I couldn't yeah. tell by the Irish yeah. wrote there, but yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, you know, we have to, we, we have to take, the, take our licks, but we have, we have to protect each other. All right, and guys, on that note, I got to end. But I just want to bring up three three phrases that summarize everything that we've spoken about in these two segments. Uh, we got do us. Uh, you have set for your South African fans. Don't be one. Uh, number two, Dan, you said top drawer, and George, you used the phrase cruelly deprived. You, we have been top drawer. You two have been top drawer today, and our fans are cruelly deprived that we are out of time. So on that note, I want to thank. The original Captain America, Mr. Dan Lyle, and the best rugby pundit, Mr. George Hook. Thank you, gentlemen. On behalf of Dan Lyle and Mr. George Hook and Steve Lewis and Brian Ray, who aren't here, Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off. <laughs>